0: My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. Today we have episode number 46 of Purple Mafia, and this show is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Today is October the 19th, 2009. It is great to have you with me today, as we're going to talk about yet another Minnesota Vikings victory, as we are 6-0, and a little more dome magic once again, and, <laughs> well, there were two races who played spectacularly on Sunday. And also a major, major, major test next week. As if this one wasn't a big enough test when we face the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Steel City next Sunday. Well, that is going to be the guest of the show today. We are going to first talk about the victory in the next segment. And we are also going to preview the Pittsburgh Steelers. That will be the guest of episode number 46 today but first and foremost on the sportstuff.com which is the flagship website for Purple Mafia there's a button in the upper right hand corner that says TSS sports just click on that you will be able to sign up for our message boards please mention me paladino live as a referral as there is a referral box a little bit down p a l a d i n o and then live two separate words And uh, then that way, I'm a referral. I brought you to the website and uh, don't get money for it. It just shows I care about the site as a course. Of course I do. So with no further ado, we'll have one final thing to talk about here. 209-736-7877 is the voicemail line for this website and for this show. 209-736-7877. Mention you are calling in for Purple Mafia. Do your shout-out statement Question, whatever it is, keep it to about a minute, and you'll be on the air with me, your buddy, Paladino Joey or Joey Awajin, whichever you'd like to use. The last name's a little confusing, so Paladino Joey's a little bit more fun sometimes, isn't it? All right, I'll shut up, and we will take our first break right after this. Here on the SportsStuff.com, the new fast-breaking wolves are bursting on the scene with Timberwolves explosion. Hear about this exciting new era with Al Jefferson. Kevin Love, Johnny Flynn, and new coach Kurt Rambis. Check us out on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes, where we cover the Wolves like nobody else. Show your true blue, download and listen to this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 46 which is a reminder for iPod, MP3, Microsoft Zoom users, any of the above. Of course, iPod Shuffle owners don't have a screen, but yeah, you got that voiceover thing that I didn't know about until I got a iPod Shuffle today to add to my collection. iPod Touch, now iPod Shuffle, so I can work outside without uh, endangering the iPod Touch and listen to my colleagues' podcasts. Alrighty, well, let's get into the Vikings game. Vikings are 6-0. and The Vikings are 6-0. and of course, there is one inner story. Antoine Winfield also hurt in the in the game yesterday. We'll get into that very shortly as we move on to the actual game here. Well, this game started out really, really darn well for our Minnesota Vikings. Really darn well. They won the toss, and here they come out of the gate. First drive of the game, easy as pie, folks. Easy as pie, and unexpectedly, Brett Favre passes quite a few times early on, as a lot of us were a little bit worried going into this game with the Baltimore Ravens that there would be uh, potential for interceptions, turnovers if we pass too much. Brett Favre had three touchdowns and zero interceptions in today's game, folks. Unbelievable. And that first drive was just a, you know, a sign of things to come, at least for Brett Favre on today's game, not a sign of what was really to come later on. Uh, the play the uh, drive ended with another touchdown for Vasante Shenko. This was his fourth of the year. Vasante Shenko again. Vasante Shenko and Brett Favre just an unbelievable combination. And then <laughs> the Vikings stop the Baltimore Ravens big time on the following on their following drive. And guess what folks? Another scoring drive for the Minnesota Vikings. It's just up and down the field. Adrian Peterson was able to make a really big run along the way in this particular drive. It was a beauty. And it's like, wow, well, you know the running game is going to succeed today as well. As If Cedric Benson can get over 100 yards, you know Adrian Peterson can. And he did in this particular game. He had a 58-yard run along the way. Just unbelievable that was later on. 143 yards overall for the day. Didn't get in the end zone, believe it or not, because the, whenever it was the goal line, the Vikings pretty much had to pass along the way. But this drive, the second drive, ended with a touchdown pass to Bernard Berrien. So Bernard Berrien, just like last year, starting to to hold on to the ball. Started out the season dropping the ball like crazy. It looked like Jake Reed in his later years when he couldn't hang on to a pass for his life. Could Jake Reed? Bernard Berrien, actually a pretty similar player to the aforementioned Mr. Reed. You know, pretty similar. Quick, but not the best hands in the history of the planet. And that kind of keeps him from being a superstar. He's just good, you know. He's just a very good receiver, not a superstar. He is double B. So, nice to see Bernard Bray catching the ball about six, five, six six games into the year, just like last year. Kind of weird. A lot of people tend to have a pattern, it seems like, in the NFL, just like in Major League Baseball. Well, <laughs> the second quarter was so boring, folks, I couldn't even... I can't even put into words how boring the second quarter was. It was... Every week, you know, when you talk about patterns, there's always... It's either the second or third quarter, it seems like, that the game gets so boring. It's like, come on. You know, something happened. Something happened. And uh, something finally happened for Baltimore as they finally were able to crack the scoreboard. They didn't get shut out in the first half. Steven Osaka. I'm still having a hard time with his name. A guy who, well... (laughs) Well, he was able to make a 29-yard 29, 29 field goal here to make it 14 to three right before the end of the half. 14 to three after that awful, boring second quarter. At least, hey, at least Baltimore didn't score anything, and that's the good part. Kevin Williams huge in this game with two sacks, by the way, a big part of stopping these Baltimore Ravens on this particular day, and not just the. Uh, you know, at least he stopped him <laughs> in the first quarter and third quarter. Third quarter, the defense was all right, I guess. <laughs> it's the fourth quarter that we got to worry about as Baltimore was able to amass 21 points. We'll get to that very shortly. I keep getting ahead of myself. So that was the end of the half. Oh, goody. 14-3. to Looks like the Vikings are going to coast to a 6-0 and victory, especially when the Vikings shut down Baltimore again right away on their first drive in the second half. And then the Vikings, about halfway through that third quarter, were able to get one scoring drive, at least their first of two. Ryan Longwell, 40-yarder. The guy is just a stud. That was his first of four field goals on the day. 40-yarder, making it 17-3. to So, yeah, things are going to be all right. Everything going to be all right here in Minnesota, as certain people would like to say. But then, on the ensuing drive, Baltimore meant business, folks. Baltimore meant business. Completed passes. Ray Rice started breaking loose, and he was able to explode for a twenty-two yard touchdown, making it seventeen ten. And now we got a ball game again. So it's like, doggone it! I guess we're not going to coast to victory, Baltimore. I mean, you knew Baltimore wasn't going to just fold. It, this isn't the St. Louis Rams here, and uh, that's just how that went. Luckily, the Vikings were able to make it a two possession game again with a very impressive drive. Unfortunately, could not get into the end zone. They just couldn't do it. Ryan Longwell basically kicked an extra point that was worth three points. 22-yard field goal, 20-10. to 10. So it's like, all right, we're going into the fourth quarter at home, leading by 10. We'll be okay, especially <laughs> when the Vikings were able to stop Baltimore yet again. The Ravens just getting pretty frustrated at this point in time, thinking, ah, this is bull crap. We're not going to win this game. You know, that's what a lot of Ravens fans probably thought at this point. Another major drive by the Vikings along the way. Adrian Peterson, this is when he broke loose for that 58-yarder. Was able to find Vasante was Was Brett Favre. This was Favre's third touchdown pass of the day, third of three, and Vasante second catch of the day. Almost everybody in the building figured, oh, it's just going to be a goal line uh, play. It's going to be a touchdown for Peterson here. And uh, no, not the case. Foiled everybody. And Visante Shenko was able to bring her in for a touchdown. Uh, (laughs) That was wonderful. 27-10. This is when everybody in the building thought this game was over. And it was right around this point in time that Adrian Peterson actually hurt his ankle on a run. He was going for a first down. Was was being tackled. All of a sudden, his ankle turned. And it's like, uh uh-oh. A lot of people a little nervous. You saw Brett Favre kind of clap his hand like going, oh, man, here we go. You know, very frustrated with Brett Favre seeing that happen, unfortunately. Luckily, Adrian Peterson's okay, but unfortunately, in the first half, as I'll bring it up now, that uh, Antoine Winfield, unfortunately, was carted off the field. A lot of people believe that it was a turf toe injury, it is a foot sprain. He sprained his foot. I can kind of relate to that. I'll get into the actual story or the result of uh, Winfield's condition. Immediately, after I finished the game review here, um, but that was when the injury occurred, was late in the first half. I apologize for not mentioning that first. But this is when the Baltimore Ravens turned it on in a big way. All of a sudden, here we go again. It's just like every week this seems to happen when the Vikings take the lead. All of a sudden, (laughs) just like Jason from Delta mentioned as well, the prevent defense started to take over the game, unfortunately. Flacco, pretty explosive down the stretch. First down after first down after first down after first down. Looked like Aaron Rodgers did Joe Flacco on this particular day. It was craziness, man. It was craziness. And Ray Rice continuing to break first downs along the way. Flacco, though, was passing first downs like crazy on this particular drive. He made it look easy. And the Baltimore Ravens waste little time and make it a 10-point game. Flacco was able to nail Clayton for a 32-yard touchdown. And uh, it was 27-17 to 17 at that point in time. But then the Vikings, with another impressive drive, you figure, okay, this is the dagger. We're done screwing around. This is the dagger. It's all over. It's all over. We'll be okay now. So, yeah, it sucks we didn't get in the end zone. But, you know, Ryan Longwell, another chip shot field goal from 29 yards, 30-17. to 17. We'll be okay. No, we're not okay. Not okay at all. It only took 48 seconds for the... Baltimore Ravens to take over and go all the way. <laughs> Flacco again. It was just one pass after another, one completion after another, and Derek Mason, who had a pretty darn big day, was able to finish the drive here, making it 30-24 to in favor of the Vikings. It was suddenly a six-point game. It's like, oh, boy, six-point game. Hmm. This sucks. Not good. And you figure, oh boy, that's the last thing we need now is to have it a one-possession game. <laughs> As the Vikings were pinned way, way back, had horrendous field position in the uh, within the <laughs> about the three-yard line or so, I believe. farv luckily was able to get rid of the ball just barely before getting taken down for safety. And uh, when you know your punter, regardless of how good he is, that being Chris Chloe, who is a dynamite dynamite punter in my opinion and I'm sure a lot of people share that opinion you knew that we're screwed anyway got the punt off here come the Baltimore Ravens folks pass as they were you know they were past the 50 already and then the very first play on the ensuing drive Ray Rice breaks through and folks <laughs> the score it's 31-30 in favor of Baltimore, with only 337 left in the game. It's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? 21 points by the Baltimore Ravens in about five minutes. In about a five-minute span, folks. Baltimore looks like they have taken the life out of the Minnesota Vikings, taken the life out of the Metrodome. I mean, nobody here can believe what just happened. The tackling was horrendous. When it came to Ray Rice, but luckily Brett Favre still had something in him, and boy did he ever! <laughs> As he made a beautiful pass to Sidney Rice, so Sidney Rice able to make a response here to Ray Rice. Ray Rice, by the way, only ten rushes, seventy-seven yards, seventy-seven yards, including two touchdowns overall. Just frightening, folks, absolutely frightening. But even worse, Ray Rice receiving down the stretch, as of course, yeah, it was a 63-yard reception down the stretch in this particular game. Very, very frustrating. But luckily, Sidney Rice had a 63-yard reception in him as well. (laughs) The tale of two Rices, folks. Two different kinds of rice, right? (laughs) Absolutely crazy. Wild rice, past the rice, whatever you want to call it. Sydney Rice, six receptions, 176 yards. Believe it or not, no touchdowns. But hey, that 63-yard reception. The only thing not good about it was, oh shoot, we left like a ton of time on the clock. And even worse, well, we couldn't get a dog on first down, as of course Adrian Peterson was was not healthy, folks. His 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 ankle. He hurt. He turned his ankle. Um, all he did basically was lose yards on three attempts to get that first down. And very little time was taken off the clock. Baltimore had no timeouts, luckily. But, man, it's just like, why are we giving them all this time when Joe Flacco has been completing virtually every single pass? And when Ray Rice touches the ball, it's almost like it's borderline automatic touchdown. I mean, all of a sudden, he's turned into Marshall freaking Falk in his prime here. It's like, what's going on? And, boy... Oh, well, I mean, that's just how it goes, right? I mean, you're at this position. You have no choice. you got to kick the field goal now. Luckily, Mr. Longwell is about as game as anybody in the league. 31-yard. I mean, of course, he he's not going to miss a 31-yarder unless something goes wrong, like a bad snap, a low snap, a high snap, or fumbled snap, whatever you want to call it. That's see the only way we're going to screw this up. And 31-yarder. Uh, Vikings go up 33-31. to 31. But yeah, the Baltimore has plenty of time to get the team downfield just to get into field goal range, Chuck, as you notice, it's just a two-point lead. It's not a three-point lead or a four-point lead. All they need is a field goal, and they win the game, or at least uh, take the lead, depending on how much time is left on the clock here. The Vikings' defense looks fairly good, but in the end, Flacco continues to pass for those first downs, as there were 19... Or, no, excuse me, 20 passing first downs by Joe Flacco. and Virtually all of them were in the second half, including 18 rushing. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, ah, no, two, two rushing. What am I saying? 18 passing first downs for Mr. Flacco. Just a tough, tough deal for the Vikings. Flacco was just hitting people left and right. Mason and Rice were the main guys. That's Ray Rice there. Just a huge game. Clayton also had a pretty good game for... These Baltimore Ravens. And by the way, where, oh, where is Willis McGahee? Seven rushes, three yards. 0. 0.4 per carry. But he did have a long of five. Mm-hmm. Huge. Absolutely huge. All right, I'll stop. Um, Man, very, very, very interesting there when you think about it. Willis McGahee led the NFL in touchdowns. He's tied with Adrian Peterson for touchdowns, you know, like rushing touchdowns about four weeks in. And all of a sudden, Willis McGahee has disappeared. And he's not hurt. He's just disappeared. Leron McLean also just one yard. So it's look like Ray Rice's team now, it appears. So fantasy owners that, oh, that were able to take Ray Rice and uh, be patient, thinking, oh, he's just a yardage guy. That's all he's going to be as a yardage guy. All of a sudden, kablamo. Now he's starting to get touchdowns and yards. And I mean lots of yards. Might be the next Brian Westbrook, the way things are going with Mr. Ray Rice over there. But, (laughs) the story of the day, folks, though. Baltimore Ravens did get their first downs down the stretch. But time was expiring, as, of course, Ravens had no uh, timeouts. The Vikings were able to keep the Ravens in bounds. luckily. That was the good part. The clock dwindled down to two seconds. Flacco spikes it down. And it's a 44-yard attempt, folks. 44 yards. It's like, oh, boy, he's going to make this, isn't he? Stephen Hosaka is going to make this. Stephen... Hoska, excuse me, Stephen Hoska. I don't know why I'm mispronouncing it it's so bad. I probably still am butchering it. And uh, he missed it. He missed it. He kicked it wide to the left. I, I'm i just staring. It was kind of like, it was kind of almost like Gary Anderson's field goal. The, almost the second it came off, he just knew it wasn't going to make it. It was off from the get-go. It wasn't off by much, but it was off. He missed it, folks. Vikings are 6-0. So for the second time this year, there's been dome magic, folks. Favre was a big part of it with that 64-yard completion to Sidney Rice down the stretch. But the missed field goal was even more dome magic than that. As remember, Favre with two seconds left in the game last week. Or excuse me, last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Two weeks ago, excuse me, was able to complete a pass to Greg Lewis. It was three weeks ago. I can't help it, folks. I'm sorry to put the Vikings at 3-0 and at that point in time. So, Dome Magic is back. Second time in three home games for the Vikings here. And we're 6-0. I mean, I was shaking my head, smiling, clapping, just like, you know, uh, we'll take it. I mean, 6-0 and is 6-0, and but man, <laughs> it has got to stop. This foolishness has got to stop. When we're ahead, let's stay ahead. Let's cut out with the prevent defense, and let's get some tackles here. Let's that's the biggest thing. We keep giving up all these passing first downs. 18 passing first downs with Joe Flacco here today, folks. Joe Flacco is an up-and-coming stud. I think you can just see it. Baltimore Ravens have a chance to be a really good football team. Really good football team. But let's cut it out here. This was 30-17. to 30-17 at one point. I mean, come on now. 30-10. Yeah. Thirty to ten, I believe. You no, know, excuse me, twenty-seven to ten. What? What? What is all this crap? You know, just play some D. <laughs> all right, I'll settle down now and be happy that we won. Because next week is the test of tests, folks. The test of tests. The world champion Pittsburgh Steelers in the Steel City, folks. The terrible towels, everything. Yep, it's going to be. This is a test. Minnesota Vikings win in Pittsburgh. If the Vikings can win this game in Pittsburgh, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, then we're definitely going to win 13 games this year. But I did make a statement last week. This team will win 13. I mean, this team can absolutely and probably should win 13 games if we can beat Baltimore because I had them at 12-4, and 4 and Baltimore was an L on the calendar. Well, it's a W now, so 13-3. and 3. The Vikings beat Pittsburgh? Well, 14-2, and 2, I won't go there yet, but... <laughs> 13-3 and three is almost for sure at that point in time. All right, it's been a pretty long game review here. <laughs> but what do you expect? This was one hell of a football game. It did, absolutely amazing. All right, now let's get on to one side story here. Very important, very, very important if this Minnesota Vikings team is to make a playoff run because this had to absolutely play a part in the first downs that were given up by the pass and also the lack of tackling on Ray Rice. The, the absence of Antoine Winfield in the second half, which was determined as a sprained foot. Now this information I'm getting in right now, courtesy of Judd Zolgad of the Star Tribune, which I appreciate always. It's Winfield who suffered the injury in the second quarter of a 33-31 victory against the Ravens. He had an MRI Monday morning. Childress said it's too early to tell whether Winfield will be able to play against the Steelers on Sunday. People heal so differently to know, Children said, I would have thought. Loldholt, Phil Loldholt's injury would have held him out longer than it held him out. Guys have different recuperative skills and I'm and I'm not going to rule them out at this point. Uh, you know, Winfield Okay, sorry, I, I had to. But uh Yeah, Carl Pema, Carl Pima was the man who replaced Antoine Winfield. Has Benny Sapp also dealing with uh, I- injury issues. Not really the healthiest guy right now is Benny Stapp. And Asher Allen, folks, has been inactive all season for some strange reason. I'm not sure what's going on with that. I don't know, Carl Pima has been better on special teams than Asher Allen. That's been the tell. At one point Allen was hm at one point Allen was the uh the favorite to win the nickel job and he didn't win it. Benny Sapp beat him. Uh here's a bit more in that Judge Zolgad article here. Childress also declined to speculate on how they would handle Winfield's absence if he can't play. Carl Pema took over that spot Sunday, but they could also they also could possibly move Nickelback Benny Sapp to the outside. So Sapp would be the starter if Winfield is not going to play. And if rookie Asher Allen is the nickel, Allen, yep, has been inactive for the first six games. Absolutely crazy. Childress matching he hasn't he hasn't gone there yet no that we haven't gone there yet. We just got done with the grades and how and talk about personnel in terms of who played and how many plays they did have, how well they did do. so we haven't even started to address some of that. I thought Hussein Abdullah came in there and gave us nine good snaps at Nickel as well in there, so we've got different options. So that's pretty much the case with the Vikings in the secondary right now. So luckily, there's no talk about this thing is a big, you know, going to be a huge, massive issue that Winfield's going to miss the whole year. The hope now is that it's not a nagging issue with Antoine Winfield. This guy is a tough SOB and he on PA, the Paul Allen show today, said, oh, of course, yeah, yeah. I'm going to play, yeah, I expect to play Uh, against Pittsburgh this Sunday, and that was before the MRI. So, cool. Things looking okay. So that means the pain isn't killing him. And Winfield, that's just who he is. He's going to... I think I have a sneaky feeling Winfield will play. Um, And if he doesn't, he'll probably just miss one game. But boy, are these next two games huge. Two road games against Pittsburgh and Green Bay. Yep, the game of games. Brett Favre is a Viking in Lambeau Field. Two weeks away can you believe it's actually going to happen alright enough of that for now because we're going to get into the Pittsburgh Steelers right after this next break we'll talk to you then here on thesportstuff.com we're turning up the tempo on Brave the Wild a new era has come to the state of hockey with new attitude Martin Havlett a more open style with Coach Todd Richards, and a new philosophy in general manager Chuck Fletcher. We're available on the thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Answer the call and get ready to brave the wild. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 46. A reminder for iPod Microsoft Zune, and other MP3 users. Welcome back. It is time to get into the 2008 Super Bowl champion Pittsburgh Steelers as the Vikings head to Steel Town. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Steel Pit, Max Shepman, host of the Steel Pit, which is on the sportstuff.com on iTunes. A, a really good colleague of mine and friend, really good show. Very big show, lots of listeners, and I mean lots of listeners. Great fan base, of course, in the Steel City. So do check that show out. Four and two, Pittsburgh Steelers so far. They've lost 2, Cincinnati, very most most recently. And uh, here we go. They've lost to Cincinnati and Chicago this year. That's right. Well, let's hope Minnesota will be the third team on their list. Ben Roethlisberger. Had a pretty darn, had a pretty good game yesterday overall. 417 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Quarterback rating of 113 overall. And by the way, Joe Flacco passed for about 400 yards yesterday, so it's getting interesting. The Vikings, I don't know if I have a really good feeling with Ben Roethlisberger right now, coming, or playing against the Minnesota Vikings. Come Sunday, I don't know, the way of the passing yards we're giving up right now, it's pretty frightening. Absolutely. Well, Richard Mendenhall has become the main running back in Pittsburgh. 62 yards on 17 carries and a touchdown. Only 3.6 a carry, but he got the job done. He did lose a fumble, unfortunately. Willie Parker has just about died as a, as a running back over there in Pittsburgh. He has completely disappeared. He's no longer the starter. He is the he is the number two running back. He only had 26 yards and seven carries. Um, though his yards for carry is about as uh, pretty much identical to Mendehall's, Mendenhall had a huge game last week though. huge, absolutely huge. So he's you know he's a pretty quirky player. You got to watch out for. he's a pretty decent receiver as well. Willie Parker did fumble as well. So that's another thing to mention. Mendenhall with two receptions, 15 yards in the game. So yeah, you know nothing to really brag about. The guy to really worry about with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, there's two of them, unfortunately. Actually, three. Yeah, one, two, three. Hines Ward, Santonio Holmes, and Heath Miller all huge. 159 yards against the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. And I know it's the Browns, but still, he still got it. Santonio Holmes with a, with 100 yards as well, 104. And then Heath Miller, the tight end, a big time tight end with 80. Yards receiving and a touchdown on Sunday. I'm a little worried, folks. I'm a little worried. I did have this penciled in as an L. So I'm sorry, Viking fans. Uh, I'm not super-duper-duper confident going into this one. But the Vikings have really been amazing this year in terms of just getting it done when it matters. If they pull this one out, I'll be absolutely shocked. You know, absolutely shocked. It's kind of hard to gauge... uh, the defensive ability of Pittsburgh when they're playing against Cleveland, yet Cleveland did amass 14 points in this game surprisingly, after being shut out just a mere week ago very strange, very strange indeed though Cleveland only had 197 net yards, they gave up 543 so the yardage is not really there in terms of the uh, Cleveland Browns, Derek Anderson though had a slightly better game than, than the previous week 9 of 24. Remember last week he completed two passes. Two. And excuse me, I'm really, uh, I've got my weeks mixed up. It was two weeks ago that Cleveland was shut out. Last week they (laughs) last week they amazingly won the game, their one win of the year, with two completions by Derek Anderson. How about that? Yeah, that's how bad it got. (laughs) Absolutely crazy. But uh, yeah, Derek Anderson, he's not going to do anything against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The running game Cribs was the leading runner. He well, he managed to get seven point five a carry, so that's not too bad. Harrison with five point two with Cleveland. Jamal Lewis though hardly did anything on eleven rushes. One point nine. Twenty one yards total. So mm, I'm not too optimistic of Adrian Peterson really breaking loose in this particular game. And and again, kinda hard to gauge <laughs> any success when it comes to the Cleveland Browns passing the ball and unfortunately Troy Palomalo and the boys, that secondary is pretty darn scary. We saw what they did to Arizona last year in the in the big game, the biggest of the biggest. And of course they have Madison and all these other just super duper stars in Pittsburgh. It's really you talk about or Harrison, what am I talking about? Madison, Harrison. James Harrison, and just so many other superstars on that defense. I mean, I'm, I'm really, really nervous coming into this one. I mean, this is about as easy a L as you can put in, unfortunately. Timmons had two sacks yesterday. Only two sacks for Pittsburgh, and they didn't really need too many. I mean, I don't think they were too worried going into this particular game against the Cleveland Browns, but still. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, right now, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers come out as, as winners... Because Ben Roethlisberger is just... I'm not a giant fan of his. I think he's a little bit overrated, to be honest with you folks. I really do. But unfortunately, the son of a biscuit. (laughs) So I don't swear. Continues. He's just one of those kind of guys. He's going to get the job done if you like it or not. And if it's pretty or not, he's going to get the job done. And he's got the receivers to do it. And a nice young running back in Mendenhall. I don't think he's going to have a huge game against the Vikings. But the passing... As the Steelers have become a really good passing team, and of course Mike Tomlin has a you know has a decent idea what the Vikings do not not a major idea I mean he was only here for one year, but still one year and he goes and wins a championship two years later with the Pittsburgh Steelers <sighs> oh, yeah I, I I don't know I don't really like it going in. I really don't at all. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh 27 to 20. On Sunday. Pittsburgh wins 27-20 to and the Vikings will be 6-1. and So, I apologize to Viking fans with that, but that's 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 just the way it's going to have to be at this point in time. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much all I've got to say about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just see this as the toughest opponent we have faced all season. And I mean all season. So, I'm going to pretty much wrap up the show here in a second. First, though, I'm, I'm going to add a new poll for this week. So that's why I want to encourage you um, listeners out there. Because there are quite a few of you out there. The uh, the numbers indicate that. Please do sign up for the message boards on the sports stuffcom So you can vote on these polls. Don't forget to mention me as a referral. Paladino live in the referral box. Two separate words would be appreciated. And then... Um, the, the poll is just going to be a simple one. There's only going to be two choices. The question is which... Uh, Which miracle victory was more amazing, the win over the 49ers, Brett Favre's amazing pass to Greg Lewis, or <laughs> the missed field goal by the Baltimore Ravens this past Sunday? Which was an a more ma- amazing finish, more miracle finish for the Minnesota Vikings? So do get on there and vote on that poll. I would appreciate it very, very much. Other than that, I would like you to please call in at 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. That is how you can be a part of the show, and you're like a guest, basically. Also, one other way to reach me, Paladino Live at Yahoo.com, Paladino Live at Yahoo.com, or on Facebook, Paladino Live Productions. Paladino Live Productions is a group. Please do join it, and you can contact me on there as well. It would be a lot of fun. So, I'm going to conclude things right now. Unfortunately, I don't see a win next week. I just don't. I mean, this is. This is the easiest uh, loss to pick on the schedule. So I, I got to do it. I'm sorry, but I got to do it. So we're going to call it a day. Hope for a, a big victory next week because if they win this game, I will be amazed. I'm sure a lot of you listeners out there will be as well. And a lot of us will believe this team has a shot of doing something extremely special and possibly even the most special thing that could possibly happen to an NFL team come early February. I mean, the possibility, possibilities will be endless. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it'll only be October, but it's just hey, it'll be like a reflection of whoa, this team has got something going on here that we didn't really expect to be quite at this level just yet. So, I'm gonna end my rambling about that and call it a day. We will talk to you guys next week. Go Vikings! Please beat the Steelers. It'd be great. Talk to you later.